With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a day where we are wishing Carol Matchett, my co-host on AI Scout, and a very happy 41st birthday. Happy birthday, Mr. Matchett. Big J journalism in the house. Right. Liverpool will play Tottenham Hotspur tomorrow at 7.30pm at Anfield in what is now a very, very important game because Liverpool are chasing the quadruple. We're one point behind City, win this game, and we will go top of the league. And wouldn't that be a very nice way to celebrate Carl Matchett's 43rd birthday? Um, Liverpool obviously coming into this game in good form. We don't really know what defeats are. We've only lost three times this season across all the competitions. But Tottenham are a dangerous team. They have Harry Kane. They have Youngman's son. We know they're two world-class operators. They have Kulisewski, who's come in and done very well for them. They have Romero at centre-back, who's outstanding. But their other two centre-backs are less outstanding. Eric Dyer, there's no need to go over his flaws and Ben Davies is well he's Ben Davies he's about as good as our Ben Davies except he actually gets games in the Premier League for reasons that remain unknown I once heard him called Luke Shaw without the hype I would call him Andy Robertson without the talent but you know you you have it your way Uh, Liverpool will have an advantage in terms of our attack versus their defence their attack versus our defence will be a very tough matchup and maybe the matchup that the game hinges on. In midfield, we should have an advantage. We'll definitely have a numerical advantage because they'll play midfield two in all likelihood and we'll play midfield three. But if Conte decides to change it up a little bit and go with three in midfield and only play two up front, leaving Kulosevsky out and maybe bringing in Harry Winks, it could be an option for them. Now, a Winks, Hoysberg, Bentoncourt midfield isn't going to worry us too much. It's the type of midfield that will retain possession quite well, but isn't exactly fleet of foot and allows runners off their back shoulders. 
this game and a win in this game will see us go top of the Premier League. Then City will have to respond on Sunday when they face Newcastle. And obviously, with Pep Guardiola being a boldy fraud, it's possible, possible that City will have an emotional hangover, a psychological hangover, and certainly a physical hangover from the tired legs of having to play 120 minutes in Madrid and losing that game in the manner in which they lost that game. Their whole season now hangs by a thread. We're golden. We have a trophy in the bank. We've got two more finals to come. And nobody expected us to get this close in the league at the turn of the year. We were 12 points behind at one point. Yes, we had a couple of games in hand, but games in hand are not points on the board. So as far as the league goes, all the pressure is on them. If they fail to win the league, it will be another bottle job. Now, they are experts in that type of thing. It is amusing to me that City fans are now recovering from their horror show in the Champions League by demanding that the club spend a minimum of 300 million this summer or else they're not a serious operation. This level of entitlement is genuinely staggering. And I've seen suggestions that Zhao Canseo should be replaced. He was the best fullback in the world, according to City fans on Monday. I saw one young man suggest that Ederson needs to be replaced. He was the best keeper in the world, according to City fans on Monday. Uh, another one suggested that Rodri should be replaced. And again, he, bizarrely enough, was the best defensive midfielder in the world on Monday. No blame, apparently, for Ruben Diaz, the man most responsible for the on-field collapse, being at fault for all three goals. And I've said this since they signed him. I like Diaz. I think he's a decent defender. But there's a little bit of Lovren in him. And a little bit of Lovren is too much Lovren. If you want to be in the conversation for the best defender in the world. And the three goals they conceded were all very Lovren-esque. The Benzema cross for, for Rodrigo. Well, Rodrigo was Diaz's man. And yes, you can say Canseo should have kept the offside line, but Diaz still has to track his man. It's as simple as that. He still has to be aware of where his man is, and he has to make a challenge. He doesn't, Rodrigo scores. The second one is the cross into the box, which is in front of Diaz, as is Rodrigo, and he doesn't attack it because he gets caught flat-footed. He sort of lunges at the ball. I've seen people try and blame America Laporte. The ball is over Laporte. Laporte needs to be where he is. He's in the right position. Diaz is in the right position as well. He just doesn't do what he's meant to do. And then the penalty is the most lovern of all of them. Lunging in like an idiot. So they want to blame Ederson, not really at fault for any of the goals. 
I don't think he's a great goalkeeper. He's really good with his feet. He's a decent goalkeeper who's overhyped because of how good he is with his feet. He's basically, he's Jordan Pickford with regular length arms and 10% more talent as a goalkeeper. Much better with his feet. They would have blamed Canseo, and I think Canseo has been outstanding for them this season. I think Rodri's been incredible, arguably their player of the season. Uh, I've seen suggestions that Bernardo Silva could be sold. I think he's been unbelievable for them, that Gundogan could be sold. He was the best player last year on a title-winning team. No blame for Jack Grealish either, because apparently you can't put blame on him until the second season, because that's how long it takes to adapt to Pep's style of play. It must be a wonderful thing to be able to go and spend $100 million on a player and then to not have to perform in the first year and it to not be questioned at all. Like, nobody has questioned how poor he's been. If that was an overseas player or if he still had an Irish passport, he'd be getting absolute pelters. But because he's, well, he's England's Jack Grealish, not a word is said. He has been dreadful this season. Absolutely dreadful. And people will try and spin new yarns that if you look at his progressive carry numbers and his dribbles into the box and his passes into the box and his shot assisted numbers, or no, shots taken and assisted numbers, that somehow he's been good. Most of that is meaningless stuff. If he dribbles into the corner of the box and can't go anywhere or plays a pass into that spot, that doesn't help. If he goes in and has to come straight back out, it counts as a dribble into the box, but it doesn't do anything. If he carries the ball 10 yards because there's no defender there, it doesn't mean anything. He hasn't done anything. He's advanced play, but if he turns straight back around and passes it back 10 yards, it's infuriating. It genuinely is infuriating. And we hear all the excuses made, you know, second season under Pep, yada, yada, yada. But yet, for Romelu Lukaku, who, by the way, is having a better season than Jack Grealish, He's getting absolute dog's abuse. Now, let's remind ourselves of the fact that Romelu Lukaku wasn't Tuchel's choice. And the issue with Romelu Lukaku is not that he's not a good enough player to play for Chelsea. So he's just not a good fit in how they want to play. And their, their system works better with Kai Havertz because they have to be so defensive-minded because none of the centre-backs are any good individually and they have to defend as a unit. Romelu doesn't fit in. His issue is a fit issue. Grealish's issue is he's just not nearly as good as people make him out to be. In in 1,727 minutes in the Premier League this season, Jack Grealish has two goals and two assists. And again, I've seen people say, oh, he's not not an end product guy. He's an in-between guy. I don't know what that means. I genuinely don't because he plays in the final, in in the front three. He can't play in midfield. Villa tried it, didn't work. City tried it, binned it after a game. 
But this is the advantage that Pep has. Pep can afford these massive failures and nobody says a word about it. He can afford flops in the transfer market. He can afford failures in the Champions League. And nobody wants to say anything about it. But it's Pep Guardiola. He changed football. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just stole ideas off people that you forgot about. Not necessarily you listening to this, because you're obviously listening to this. You're an intelligent person if you're listening to this. But the other people, the people who parade around on social media calling themselves tactical Twitter, I'll never, ever forgive Raj for introducing me to that last night. Tactical Twitter. A bunch of baldy man stands. Anyway, Liverpool. Tomorrow, on Carl Matchett's 45th birthday, taking on Spurs in what should be a very good game. Win, we go top, all the pressure on City. This is Anfield have. Uh, a headline piece, Trent versus Son and the space Tottenham can cause big issues at Liverpool. There's some stuff on the new kit, some stuff on the Champions League final. By the way, everybody involved in organising the Champions League final should be ashamed of themselves. The ticket prices are obscene. The amount of tickets being given to real fans is obscene. The cost of flights is obscene and the cost of hotels is absolutely vomit-inducing. Antonio Conte hails Liverpool model as a clear example of how to succeed. I talked to Carl about this yesterday. If, if Conte does take a step back and take a look at Liverpool, he may well he may well do something special at Spurs because they're much better than Liverpool were when Klopp took over. Much better. There's a piece here about Morgan Boys, who obviously left Liverpool and has gone on to play for Livingston and is doing quite well by all accounts. Um, best of luck to him. Says he needed to leave to go and play. Fair play to him, not just hanging around like some other people. Uh, Jurgen Klopp gives double team selection hint and proves world class, so praises world class Liverpool transfer. I assume the world-class transfer is uh, Luis Diaz. Liverpool to hijack 34 million Barcelona transfer as Chiuameni speaks on Monaco future. Uh, Let's see. Liverpool, Barcelona, Atletico Madrid and Juventus are battling for the signing of Carlos Soler of Valencia, allegedly. He's a good player. I don't know that we'd be signing him, but he is a good player for sure. Um, What else have we got? Uh, Chiuameni has spoken on his future. Says he is under contract till 2024 with an option till 2025. We'll see what the future holds. Do you know, Monaco are pushing for Champions League at the minute. And... It winds me up when journalists try to distract players by asking them these types of fixtures, or these types of, of questions, rather. Let them focus on the games. Redbird Capital Partners, who have a minority investment in Liverpool, are weighing up a late offer to buy AC Milan for £950 million. 
Interesting. Interesting. So two pieces here about Pep Guardiola, giving him a lot of press space. Liverpool can sign their own Kai Havertz for just 25 million as Jurgen Klopp eyes transfer experiment. Let's have a look now. Christoph Baumgartner of Hoffenheim. He is a good player. He is a very good player. I don't know that I would call him Kai Havertz, considering he's far more of a midfielder than Havertz has ever been, uh, but certainly a good player. And he has been linked to Liverpool in the past. If you wanted a Kai Havertz, Charles de Catelier, uh of Club Bruges is the one to go and get. Um, apparently, there's also an article linking Liverpool to David Rom, the left back at Hoffenheim. He's having an unbelievably good season, like stupidly good. But unless Costas was leaving, he'd make no sense. It's his first season with Hoffenheim. You'd have to feel for Grutefurt because they got promoted with him in the team, then lost him for free. And he's just absolutely taken off in the Bundesliga. What's he got this season? Three goals and 13 assists in 2,500, nearly 2,600 minutes. Uh, his agency, if I'm not mistaken, is the same agency as Sadio and Nabi Keita. It is indeed. Uh, they also represent Kai Havertz, funnily enough, and Marco Grujic and Teo Awani and the Pebble. And that's about it. That's of, of interest. Um, if if Costas left, Rom would make sense. But I, my assumption is that Costas will stay this summer. Um, Baumgartner, you'd, yeah, he'd be, he'd be a decent signing. There's no question there. Um, Liverpool can repeat Fabio Carvalho transfer trick with PSG raid from under the nose of Barcelona. I think this is young Xavi Simmons, is it? Was that Barcelona? Left to join PSG. Here we go. Let's see. Yes, it is indeed. Very talented midfielder. Very, very talented midfielder. Um, whether or not he is going to make it as an elite level player remains to be seen. He hasn't played enough for PSG as yet to really make much of a judgment, but he has been highly rated since he was a kid. Liverpool can solve unexpected transfer exit issue with 26 million pound FSG repeat for Bundesliga talent. Yeah, this, this is another piece about David Rom. Um, if Costas did leave, I think my preference would be Aaron Hickey, the young Scottish left back from Bologna. Uh, he'd be cheaper. I think there's, a bigger upside with him, but yeah, Rom would be great. Speaking of, because he's apparently got a buyout clause, and speaking of buyout clauses, there's rumours going around that Liverpool could be set to try and trigger the buyout clause of Michael Alise of Crystal Palace. Now, you'd imagine he'd have to play right side of the midfield if he did arrive. Wouldn't be against it. 
really wouldn't be against it. On AnfieldIndex.com, podcast galore, new rival recon, Harry with Seb Stafford-Bloor of the TIFO podcast. AI scouted myself and Carl looking ahead to Tottenham. We largely talked about United, about, about City rather, and um, got into the, the weeds a bit on them. And there is a new Euro Incision podcast, Nina and Themis, discussing the game against Villarreal and looking ahead to Real Madrid. They also had a chat about Madrid versus City, so do check that one out. And that is it, folks. That is me for today. Enjoy your weekends. Happy 47th birthday to Carol Matchett. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.